Hi, this is Dr. Holly Castle. And I'm Dr. Elizabeth Tadikin. And this is Wellness 360, Your Health, Your Way. This podcast is not intended for the purpose of providing medical advice. All information, content, and material is for information and educational purposes and is not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider. Hello, everyone. It's Dr. Elizabeth and Dr. Holly here. Hi. Yes, we are here on episode 16 today, and this is a, a really um, great episode today. We're going to talk about allergies, uh, which is a massive thing that many people have, yes, all around the world. And so um, I think this will be very interesting, especially discussing how we get on this naturopathically, which is quite different from a conventional treatment. So um, so allergies, of course, as uh, many might know, are a response from the body uh, to what it considers to be a foreign invader. So um, that could be many things. So the response can be either severe or mild, and it, can, it may actually be acute or chronic, depending on the in individual and what type of allergy it is. And when it's chronic, mm -hmm. We need you to understand this is not a reaction you're going to have an hour later. Right. It could be a day later. It could be two days later. It could be accumulated over time. Yeah. And create like, chronic inflammation, but it's not directly identified as an, as an allergy. Exactly. That's that's the big thing, and that's why that's how we look at things differently. I think in the convention than I agree. the conventional. This is why this is a much bigger topic for us. Yeah. And it even is for an allergist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's why we get a lot of patients that are like, okay, can you help with this because. We're not getting anywhere, you know, so, um, but yeah, it's usually a, a severe and critical response is often triggered by the IgE response, antibody response, um, which is an antibody that's from the immune system. There's many different antibodies, but typically when we're talking about allergies, we're looking at IgE or we're looking at IgG. And um, those are, so the IgE is, is a very uh, acute response usually. I call it the IG emergency. Yes. <laughs> I love that. This is like the, the peanut allergy people who yeah. need an EpiPen. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be typically um, what you would call an acute and, and it can be very severe. Um, the IgG response is definitely a little bit more of what I would, I guess, say mild or it's, but it can get severe if it goes long enough. Um, but it's like a slower moving process. It's more yes, chronic. It yeah, is. Yeah. And it's, it's a more accumulative. Exactly. Yes. Um, so the body can be allergic to a number of potential toxins. And so, uh, so like, that's the thing. It could be a toxin. It could be a bacteria. It could be virus. It could be foods. It could be environmental aller allergens like um, pollens or dust mites, things mm -hmm. like that. And then often when the immune system has been alerted to an allergen, it is Quite often, the reason you're you're actually having any symptoms at all is often because you're, it's a cascade of prior insults to the immune system that have put it on high alert. So yes. yeah. So I don't know if you want to add anything to that. Um, well, we live in this really toxic world. Mm -hmm. 
And I think for a lot of people who may have what I would call a subclinical allergy, yes, this is these are the allergies that are going to accumulate over time. They the reason that they accumulate over time is because we're already toxic from our environment from other substances yes. that we may or may not be having an allergic reaction to, but our livers are overwhelmed, mm-hmm. our adrenal glands are overwhelmed, you know, whatever mm-hmm. system that it's affecting is not able to discharge it effectively yes. and completely. Absolutely. And that's where um, just even thinking of that, what you're describing there, this is how I lay things out, especially when I'm doing constitutional hydrotherapies for people, I'm always like explaining uh, all over and over that if the digestive system is, you know, working hard and, and like maybe toxic in, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. or the, um, or, or your, uh, central nervous system is on high alert, then, then your immune system cannot function properly. Exactly. Yeah. It's so it's going to start overreacting. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so just when thinking about reactions from different allergic responses, and, and I think I also want to state that when we are talking again about the IgG response, which is more chronic or slower or due to a a toxic buildup and gradual, yeah, gradual, IG gradual. Yes. Oh my, (laughs) I love this. Um, though I will actually, um, say that the, uh, yeah, the reactions are definitely quite different as well. So, um, reactions from, well, I'm going to kind of backtrack a little bit in just a moment, but when it comes to a more, uh, quick response, you're going to have hives or rash, maybe, um, runny nose, itchy eyes. Uh, of course the very severe, um, reactions would be anaphylaxis or severe asthma yes it can it can definitely trigger asthma yeah mm-hmm. but the um when thinking as well about hives or runny nose or itchy eyes that is the allergic response but i guess what i was trying to say about the igg is that oftentimes that's not how um things are presenting with that type of it's more it's called an intolerance more exactly yeah and yeah. you can have a chronic um, congestion in the sinus area, but it's not running. Exactly. It's like stuck there. And, and, and so they, you can't discharge it. That's the problem. Yeah. And you know, what I think happens with that a lot of times is the, it's been so built up that a lot of times then it, there's other things going on, like a, like a bacterial or, a or fungal. Fungus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's a whole other side of things that <laughs> we gotta yeah. work on. That's why sometimes it's hard to clear it's because very, yeah. yeah, this, this inability to, for the body to eliminate the toxin mm-hmm. then invites other pathogens right. or other syndromes. Yeah. Cause it's like a, a perfect little mucus spot for it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So anyway, so those are the more, uh, the range of reactions that we can have. And so of course hives can also come from things like, um, even a bee sting. So that's another type of way of looking at an allergic reaction. Yeah. Or contact contact allergies. Yeah, like even poison ivy mm-hmm. um, is considered an allergic reaction. So so anyway, when we um, are getting to the workup that that we might do in either the conventional system, which is more of an allopathic system or the naturopathic system, it's actually 
somewhat the same. We might be looking at a CBC, a complete blood count, and look at those white blood cells. Um, we'll look at a, a, a comprehensive metabolic panel with CMP, which would give us just a look at like liver enzymes, just kind of and the just different body burden type of um, areas. And um, sometimes a conventional system will more likely do a skin prick test where the naturopathic system probably won't do that very often. Uh, and then- We're more inclined to do blood testing. Yeah, exactly. Although I need to say that the skin prick testing is the gold standard mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. allergy testing. That's right, exactly. It's kind of brutal. Yeah. But it is the gold standard. Yes. Now years ago, when I knew I had allergies, mm -hmm. I went and I was tested by an allergist mm -hmm. it was many many substances I think it was at least a hundred different you know yeah foods and environmental right. um, substances and then he hands me this result <laughs> and says here this is what you're allergic to uh, okay now what do I do yeah. oh you're gonna get allergy shots oh now I'm like 22 years old yeah. and I'm like and I was at that time not have not entranced by needles at right. all. Yeah. <laughs> I still am not. But it was like, no, mm -hmm. you are not giving me a shot every week of this stuff. Right. So grateful now that I said no. Yes. But I there was no, no other, other guideline for how to deal with Isn't this. Isn't that so crazy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I will say that this is my own and this is my own experience. Mm -hmm. I was prick tested. I've been blood tested. I've been vega tested. Mm -hmm. I've everything. Everything. The same things came up on every single test. Okay. So even though we use some unconventional testing, mm -hmm. I can only speak from my personal experience and what I see in my own, you know, right. patient population. The results are pretty darn consistent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good to hear. Yeah. There's so many interesting ways of testing that we would use over a skin prick test. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, and then another, uh, for more of the intolerances, like the food intolerances, a lot of naturopathic doctors use the IgG food testing. Which I the, use. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I tend to not go those routes. Um, I prefer working with elimination diets and things like that, just because I just, a lot of times I'm working with kids. And that's usually the reason, too, that I do that. <laughs> yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, but I find that having some quantifiable data mm -hmm. in front of the patient who yeah. is probably more resistant to changing their diet than they than they, than they realize right. helps motivate them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I can definitely see how that can be helpful, yeah. And uh, if we, if the parent is happy with the process of just eliminating foods um, and, you know, where they've given me the food diary, I can see the very clearly the allergens in their diet. I'm like, let's start with this. And agreed. And the child is usually like, thank you. You know, please don't like give, put a needle in my arm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, I find that to be very effective, yeah. very obvious, mm -hmm. and yeah. yet often not employed. Yeah because people don't want to change their diets. Right, exactly. It's And that's actually the way I had um, found my main food intolerance was through the process that I use. So mm -hmm. it's so funny. I think we just use what worked for us best. Exactly, <laughs> so, in our patient populations. Yeah. But yeah. 
you know, this to me, an elimination diet is a gold standard yeah. as well. I mean, yeah. it's just so obvious. It's, part of the problem is you have to stick with it exactly. long enough. Exactly. To and, see. Yes. Yeah. And the younger the patient, the better. Oh, yeah. Better gauge, the outcomes. Yeah. The better the outcomes. Yeah. And quicker. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Much quicker. Yeah. So, um, okay. So then moving on to treatment. So briefly, we can kind of go through some general conventional allopathic treatments, which tend to be very suppressive. And that's just because that's the way that their medicine works. And so, um, and for many people, that's all they want. And so uh, it often doesn't get to the root of the problem. It's really all about, um, you know, using drugs or um, other types of immunotherapy shots. Uh, and many of the drugs that are used have really bad side effects. So we, of course, don't tend to go that route. You know, it's just not ideal. But I will say, if needed, I will prescribe albuterol as needed. Yes. And I tend to try to stay away from that big time. But I have had to prescribe it a couple times. Um, but the drugs would be antihistamines primarily, um, breathing aids like nebulizers, um, medications like albuterol or steroids, and then the allergy shots, like you mentioned, the immunotherapy shots. That's like kind of a typical broad range treatment plan from a conventional. So the problem with antihistamines, mm -hmm. you take an antihistamine and it vasoconstricts the small blood vessels to relieve the symptoms. But then later, after it wears off, those same blood vessels are going to dilate again and your symptoms are going to come mm -hmm. back. And fierce. Yes, and probably <laughs> even worse than they did before. Exactly. And then a lot of people don't realize that steroids actually impair mm -hmm. the immune system or can even harm it right. to some extent. Absolutely. So what we're looking for are ways to mitigate these symptoms. And I'm not against patients using some of these things as a stopgap while right. they're making the proper adjustments Absolutely. because they still need to be able to breathe, yeah. be able to function, get through their day. I get that. Yeah. But our goal is always going to be get people off the medications yes. with you know, addressing the, by addressing the root cause. Exactly. You know, with a different approach, with a naturopathic approach. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we can even recommend um, nasal sprays mm -hmm. that are entirely natural. Right. That can help relieve the symptoms. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nutraceuticals. And, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And that's what we'll get talking about. I was just going to, like, one thing that's, um, you know, it's so tough, too, when, when you explain that a lot of the cascade, especially when it's a child, when you explain the cascade of how this child is all of a sudden having breathing issues, maybe it's due to um, dust or mold or something in the house, but not everybody gets affected by dust or mold. You know what I right. mean? Like, and so to, when a person is affected, there's definitely something that that, ca that cascade has been in effect. And when it's a child, there, um, you know that, and then you hear that the diet is, you know, maybe full of wheat and dairy and things like that. If if the if the parents can't pull that those main food aggravators out of the diet, the child is always going to be hit by these other allergens. Yes. So 
This is why I tell people you have to be scrupulous. Yeah. If you're going to eliminate a food that affects you. Exactly. Because mm -hmm. your allergic response can last up to seven days. Exactly. Yeah. So if you think you can cheat once a week, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. Because all that does is it reactivates the allergic and histamine response right. every seven days. Mm -hmm. And so your body remains on high alert throughout mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. This then invites the opportunity for other substances that may not ordinarily have bothered you as much exactly. to then start bothering you right. more. Yeah, because they're coming in through a number of routes, you know. Right, inhaling, yeah. ingesting, exactly. touching, yes. absorbing. And then they get into the bloodstream, and this yes. is what's triggering the immune response. So um, a lot of the ways, for example, when just mentioning one way that it gets into the body is it through, uh, you know, ingesting or some way through it gets into the gut, you know. Yes, yeah, so I was telling Dr. Elizabeth yeah. that I used to live in a community of master plant community mm -hmm. that had a lot of grass. Mm -hmm. It still has a lot of grass. Yeah. But they would mow all the grass on the same day of the week. And I would actually have to leave my home <laughs> because I couldn't handle it. Yeah. And it wasn't until a few years later that I found out I was intolerant to gluten. Mm -hmm. This was back in around 2005 or six. Mm. Nobody even knew what I was talking about. <laughs> but here I come to find out that you know, I was probably celiac. Right. It took six months of getting rid of gluten. Mm -hmm. But from this day forward, I can now go through that community. And even if they're mowing the grass in the entire neighborhood, it doesn't bother me anymore. Right. Because I'm not ingesting wheat. The main aggravator for right. you. Right. Yeah. The main aggravator for me, which is gluten and wheat, mm -hmm. which by the way, is a grass. Right. Which is so interesting how that connects. Yeah. In a lot of ways. So now when I'm trying to evaluate people's food sensitivities, mm -hmm. even without testing them, I go, are you allergic to grass? Does freshly mowed grass trigger you know, your... give you hay fever? Yes. Anyone who says yes, they're telling them you need okay. to be gluten free yeah. because that's like easy. All right. Great, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'll test them. I know. If they want to spend the money and they right. need the proof. Absolutely. Fine. But my attitude now is whether you are, you know, an IgG, yes. or an IgE or whatever. Right. doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. If you're allergic to grass, you shouldn't be eating gluten. Gluten. Mm -hmm. That makes total sense. What's, what's wheat? What's yeah. barley? What's all, what all are all of these different? Are grasses. They're all grasses. <laughs> all these grains are grasses. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and that's the the other thing just to think about in the gut. Um, so that's what happens is for like what Holly's saying here is that sh the gut was getting tr um, triggered like multiple times. It was being insulted like multiple or assaulted multiple times by this gluten. So then the um, I, I can't you can't see my hands right now, but, <laughs> but basically I'm putting my knuckles together on both hands and it's showing that that's sealed, but the, the assault will actually cause it to unseal. And that's how um, then there's an opening into your bloodstream. And that's how these antigens get in. Yeah. So what, yeah. what she's describing is the lining of the intestinal tract. Yes. So when you constantly ingest something that you're sensitive to, mm -hmm. It creates inflammation, right. and that inflammation causes 
a certain amount of expansion of what in the intestine is called the gap junctions. Mm -hmm. And that expansion can create leaking into the bloodstream that shouldn't be taking place. Exactly. And so leaky gut. Yes, that's where leaky gut comes from, right? So this is why we're always like, we've got to heal the gut. We've got to heal the gut. I mean, we're obsessive about this. We are obsessive, yes. Um, But by not ingesting the thing that I was the most allergic to, Mm -hmm. now I'm actually able to tolerate it even if I'm inhaling it. Yes. I try to avoid I mean, I don't want to walk through freshly mowed grass every day, but... You see yes. where I'm going with this mm-hmm. because I was able to heal my gut. Yeah. Now I, you can handle what used to be a major allergy. Exactly. Yeah. So I mitigated my allergic response. Yeah. I lowered. Yeah. I lowered my or decreased mm-hmm. my allergic response and improved my immune response. Exactly. Exactly. So that that is in a nutshell, what we do with our naturopathic treatment. I mean, so we always are, we remove or balance the root cause. So say it's, it's a food um, intolerance of sorts. We remove that. We support the immune system with herbs or homeopathy or nutraceuticals. And then we basically use whatever necessary to help heal the gut. So sometimes that's using certain herbs to, um, after, uh, helping with inflammation, we are going to seal the gut lining, you know, make it nice and smooth again. And so there's different herbs we can and use for that too. Yes, exactly. Yes. And make sure that it's moving properly and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yes. And if it's something in the house, you oh. know, we look for these things too. I yes. mean, it, it's multifactorial. Mm-hmm. So, but generally speaking, my own personal experience. Yeah almost always starts with the stomach absolutely and the gut yeah and what we're eating yes yes and I want to remind everybody think about your diet Mm. typically I see most people ingest the same 10 substances all day long right day after day so it's no small wonder that we're developing allergies to these things because if you read a processed a label you know processed food product yeah it's ubiquitous. Wheat is everywhere. Yeah. Dairy is everywhere. Corn. Corn yeah. is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And soy. Soy. <laughs> so it, you really, when you the are, top allergens, basically. <laughs> the advantage of coming to a naturopathic doctor is we guide you through the process. Yes. Of eliminating these things and replacing them with healthier choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and getting people on whole food diets. You whole know, food diets. You know, that's a huge thing that um, I think it needs to be much more, it needs to be much better understood, I think, is really. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And then um, we're going to, you know, heal your gut with different things, you know, different yeah. parts of our toolbox. Exactly. Yes, we have so much. We do. <laughs> so, so that, yeah, that would be kind of the, um, the main uh, approach to allergies and, uh, and, and of course, as we always say, everybody's different. So there could be slight adjustments per person. And that's what we do best is we assess our person right in front of us and exactly what's going on with them. And that's where our homeopathic toolkit comes into play a little bit more. So, um, but yes, so, um, I think that was pretty good. We, uh, we are now on to, um, uh, explaining our next 
episode, which is uh, 17, and it's it's near and dear to our hearts. <laughs> this, this subject is probably at least as big as healing the gut. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that is sleep. <laughs> so, we live in the most sleep-deprived society oh my goodness. known to the history of man. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to talk um, about what that really means for our health. Yeah, all things sleep. So you might think it's a simple thing, but it's actually, it's vastly disregarded and misunderstood. Um, it's It really is a main cause for so many other symptoms. So, um, so anyway, we will talk with you um, soon at the next episode. And if you guys have any questions or want to hear anything else, just uh, remember to uh, write us an email at wellness360podcast at gmail.com. And we will talk with you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.